Taken away by Wiggs. Let's see it! Oh, it's glorious! Sensational hit! Sensational climax to a sensational game! That's the worst mug I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> I hate it. That's and I hate it, and it has to be something that was either purchased for or by Nikki. Yeah, I don't remember the uh, or the other one says roar, just says roar on it with the bear, but I don't really know the origin of it. But well, so that's actually the noise that bears make. They. <laughs> that's very yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I know the origin of that noise, just not of the mugs. That wasn't clear. Uh, listen, Jer, we're back after a hiatus. It's one of our favorite things to do. Take a yes. break from doing the podcast that we have. Mm-hmm. We enjoy it, I'd say, two times more, at least, than we enjoy actually recording the podcast. Actually recording. It's a good bit. I love the hiatus. Mm-hmm. But there's some things to get to. The... Busy, was it a busy week in the... Uh, there's a couple goals. Um, a couple of 3-3 three, three draws. Um, not for everyone. <laughs> not for everybody. Uh, we had a, a big six matchup. Um, we have Aston Villa flying high. But we're going to start with the Merseyside Derby. Because there's... Uh, quite a discussion to be had uh, on this one. So it starts off same old, same old. Uh, Sadio Mane, good. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he is okay. And he scores in the third minute. So you think, okay, even though Everton are good, they're still going to lose to Liverpool. Right. This will be the wake-up call for them. Because they've beaten some teams... Some teams impressively, like they, it wasn't they. They hadn't just beaten like the lower level teams. They've beaten some good teams. Beat Tottenham to start the season. Um, believe they do. They beat Leicester this year. Sure. Um, I don't know that they have. So it, I, I don't yeah. think who, who I don't knows? think they've played yet. Okay, good. Uh, glad we got off to a good start. You're a real big expert over there. Yeah. Uh, what What am I remembering? Crystal Palace, I mean, are a hard team to beat. They played them and then beat them. Who? Uh, yeah, I mean, Tottenham, I don't know. I'm, uh, how many games have they played? What am I looking Five. At you are looking probably at last season. No, they they started against Tottenham. They beat Spurs on the oh, opening no. day. Yeah, and it was Brighton. They beat Brighton and Palace as well. Uh, yeah. I'm going to fucking take over from you. 11th minute. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Go for it. You're struggling. You are literally unbearable until you've had the entirety of your coffee. Yeah. Um, Oh, it was West West Brom. Okay, so three of the teams they beat are like lower sides. But Tottenham, you know, Palace is always a hard team to beat. Brighton look uh, pretty promising. Um, West Brom. um, And they also (laughs) beat Tottenham. (laughs) Hell of a recovery. Oh, my God. So then the first, I guess, non-goal scoring incident we have is in the 11th minute. Um, The ball is played into the box. Virgil van Dijk is offside, and he gets absolutely clattered into by Jordan Pickford. Mm -hmm. But don't worry, he's a kid. No penalty because he's he's offside. He's he's offside. But it is 
clearly a red card. Um, it's clearly a challenge that needs to be looked at. Even, like the the fact that um, I think they said it live on the on the broadcast. Arlo White, you know, said they received um, a response from the PGMOL, who oversees the refereeing, um, that they only checked this for offside and did not check it for a red card. They just didn't. They just said check what. What do you... Is it, oh, it's offside. Okay, let's uh, go play off, again. Offside. Okay, flag up. Okay, take your free kick. Okay, we're good. Like... I don't know what this voice is that you're doing. It's not good. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's incompetent people in charge. I think that's mm, that's my voice. Sure. Okay. Um, and Van Dyke comes off 11 minutes in, walks off under his own power, so that seems like a positive thing, but we find out, of course, now we know he has an ACL injury, and he's, there's... No timetable for his return. Right, um, the one report said seven to eight months. You, you know, but that's probably it's, it's probably seven to eight months on a return to full training. Mm-hmm. Then give or take another four to six weeks till he's actually match fit. Right. So, and then I know that he is one of the best defenders in the world, and and, and everything, but. It's still going to be another, like, after that, it could be up to another six months to a year to where he's back at his best. So this is a long-term injury as far as the time it takes to get back on the pitch, but then from the time it takes to find your feet to get to your back to the top of the no, game, yeah, it's which huge. some people I mean, don't ever do. Right, like, I mean, I've, this is something I'm sort of familiar, familiar with because, you know, Kurt Zuma's big injury was yeah. like... Two or three years ago, uh-huh. and you know, yes, he had his his mistake this weekend with a bad back pass, but like he's just he's getting back to his best now. Yeah, like it was so long ago that he landed weirdly on on his leg, and, and you could and you could hear his he, ACL. It was in the middle of the pitch, and you could hear his screams from the right. From the and this was obviously pitch, back yeah. when there was fans in the stadium, yeah. so it was louder and stuff yeah. like that. But um, you know, it took. I mean, obviously, he's a younger player. He's not. It's not like Van Dyke's going to have to go on loan to Stoke and Everton to get game time to play. Like he'll come back and play, but it took a while for for Zuma to get back to just with, with that type of injury. So, like, it's this is huge, especially for one of the best defenders in the world. You know, how old is Van Dyke? I want to say twenty eight. That's what I think, but like we also have like the American mindset of people being in their prime. He's probably like twenty four or something. Like twenty nine. Oh, he's twenty nine. Okay, so he is old. He's on the other side. Okay, I never know how old these these players are. It it's it's a very tough injury to get at at this age where he's yeah. like I said he he's not only is he one of the best defenders in the world, if not the best central defender, he's in his absolute peak right now. And an injury is only going to um, expedite the process of him leaving that peak. Yeah. It's it's not going to be an easy recovery for him. Um, and you think of players like, you know, you mentioned Kurt Zuma. And from an Arsenal standpoint, my thought goes to Hector Bellerin, who we're now just seeing get him getting back to his best. I mean, he's still defending a not great. Um, he, he's a lot better going forward than he is going back, and we'll talk about that um, when we get to Arsenal. Right, Virgil van Dijk's best is better than... Yes, <laughs> it's, it, their peak is... Up, but it, it takes a while to get back to that mm. level. Um, 
now, so, but like what's interesting about it now, considering the timing of it is and how long these injuries can take, not necessarily for you to get back playing. It is long to do that, but even longer to get back to playing your best. Yeah. He's racing against the clock for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. If that is something that happens yeah. again. He's, um, he's, he's definitely racing. racing against the clock for more so for Euro next summer. That'll be right. Um, something where, you know, if, if it goes on, which I guess we can kind of touch on the fact that we just had an international break where it seems like a million people tested positive for COVID within these football mm-hmm. setups. And it just seems irresponsible to continue to do this. Um, but if, you know, Euro does go on, uh, that's, that's not something where he's going to be even remotely ready. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's, let's talk about the challenge. Let's talk about VAR as a whole. Let's like, because... Now, is this something that they're going to even, like, maybe even look at? Like, is this something... Because it's, it's reckless. It's reckless endangerment. Yeah. It should have been a straight red. Do you see them looking at this, overturning it, and giving Pickford that red and maybe no. a suspension, or no? They're, it's not something that they do. It, they kind of... So, in the U.S., they have VAR, and even sometimes VAR will get it wrong, and then they'll do that. Um, oh, VAR got it wrong... Almost today, yeah. Almost in, in this game, in this game later, we haven't even gotten yeah, to the yeah. second thing. Um, yeah, so that that happens, and they go back and suspend. But it's not something that has really happened in England. Now, um, I do like I see stuff in like Facebook groups that I'm in that are just you know soccer groups, and it's like, well, Liverpool fans are complaining. Their players have been not just the victim they have absolutely been the 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 person going in on these crunching challenges that and they don't get penalized where var looks at it last year um trent alexander arnold uh put his put studs up into the ankle of an arsenal player and it didn't get looked at and like okay so the only difference between those is virgil van dyke is dealing with the full extent of his injury He's dealing with, he got what could have happened. The others could have been leg breakers. The players were fortunate enough that they weren't. So, it's, we need it all, like, it's not, like, Liverpool are going to feel hard done by by this game for a lot of reasons, but by this and decision to time. not, yeah, but by this decision to not give a red card, um, because it absolutely is endangering the safety, but VAR is not, not keeping players safer than it, than no. you know before we had the technology. No, yeah, and the thing like yeah, they're gonna and, and they have every right to complain about this instance, but they should also remember like Liverpool, like you said, have sort of not that they've benefited from, not that there's necessarily like there's there's always a cycle. Like at times, some teams are gonna benefit from it, sometimes they're not. Liverpool were pretty good with it last last year. They didn't really get affected yeah. by their season wasn't there, affected. There's a their reason. season was affected positively yeah. by it last year. Yeah. They also are a team that haven't really had that many injuries. Yeah. Team we've we've looked at teams, you know, Kevin De Bruyne has been out for a while. You look at Arsenal's struggle with their injuries and uh you know, Chelsea had some injuries as well that like 
that you're dealing with, you have to deal with. Paul Pogba for, Pog- exactly. out like, for months, yeah. Liverpool have, haven't really had one of their big guys out for a while. That's saying, oh, it's your turn. It's only fair. No, but, but like it, it, it's going to end up happening. And, I well, mean, like you said, like they benefited last season. And it's not only because people were salty that they were so far ahead in the title that they were getting called Liverpool. That's not mm. the reason. That's not there. It, there is there some animosity towards this team because of the success they had. Absolutely, They're, the teams at the top are hated the most. That's just how it is. Um, the teams that are winning, you love to hate. Yeah. Um, but they absolutely benefited from from decisions, and I think it just takes it. It, it takes a collective effort now to get this fixed. Because it's it's huge. So now Van Dyke's taken out eleven minutes in. In the nineteenth minute, Everton scored from a corner. They equalize. Mm-hmm. In the uh, air. It, I, I had her from Michael Keane that Virgil Van Dyke wouldn't have had to jump to get out of the box. Right. Then uh Salah scored an incredible finish from from Mo Salah in the seventy second minute to put mm. uh Liverpool back ahead. And then you had again a header from Everton. Equalizes yeah. Dominic Calvert Lewin keep, keeps on scoring, and then we start to get into dodgy territory again. Now this is where you were watching. I was on my way to work. I could not watch the end of this game. Richarlison gets sent off for what is not actually a leg breaking tackle, but what could have been very much, it, which is been. what I'm saying. That's that's why I referenced the the Trent Alexander Arnold challenge from last season because right. it's. This it's this type of challenge. It absolutely could have been, and it deserves a red because it's still, it's endangering the safety. Mm-hmm. Even if it's yeah. not endangering the safety, even if it, it did not, you know, have the guy subbed off because he got hurt, it's still not a safe challenge. Yeah. And then I want you to uh, take it over, and this is where it gets real dicey. Offsides uh, given on this on this late goal from Jordan Henderson. Yeah, Thiago plays the ball into Mane, who then goes across to Henderson, who shoots, and it's not a great shot, and Pickford should be doing something about it. It hits Pickford's hand and goes into the net. Pickford, the topic of conversation over internationals uh, about, you know, how he's the, the goalkeeper for England. I mean, you've been talking about Pickford uh, for a while. Not good. Yeah, I think it's clear Everton probably need a better keeper if they if they do want to win the league, which is like like we don't really talk it's about wild, yeah, the it's league, wild but they're on at, top at of the, that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, but like right now their position, they're their top position. Um, they they take the goal away. I I've looked at the frozen picture like Countless at least times. yeah like ten fifteen times. He's not offside. No. Mane is not offside. No. I don't know what cuz cuz like there's a line and they're what they're saying that like part of his shoulder is technically off. Yeah, like is his shoulder blade which is sticking technically out? you're able to score with that, but like we know I, if I you put know. that in with that part of his body, they're calling it they're back. Not call, they're yeah. calling it back. Exactly. <laughs> they're never. Yeah. It's, I've seen it hit this part or like hit this part of the body. Because yeah. it's this part of the shoulder, lower on the arm. I've seen it hit that. And they call it a handball 10 times out of 10. I, 
I've looked at it, they're like, yep, look, oh, look at it. That's what, that's what makes it worse, because it's not like, oh, it was offside, then you go back, it's like, oh, man, he was on. They're like, no, look at it, here's the picture, here's the freeze frame, see, look at it, it's offside. And I look at it, I'm like, no, no, he's on. No, 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 it, it's, it's offside, look at it, see, here's the, here's the picture. It's like, he's not offside. Yeah. He's not offside. Well, yeah. So he's not offside. And let's if we if we had an ultra zoomed in where we could an ultra zoomed in shot of it where it stayed in the quality that we have it ultra 4K HD Blu-ray whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Zoomed in and we had that look and even if it is, even if he was offside. Right. The rule the rule exists so that an attacking player does not gain an advantage. And there is absolutely no fucking advantage gained from this. And it's astonishing that we haven't looked at this rule. Now, I mentioned to you, and I think I've mentioned it on the pod a couple of times before when we've had these close calls, they need to change the offside rule. They need to change it. It has to go, and I know this is, listen, we're two American guys talking to mostly an American audience, so it's it's okay. It needs to change to an NFL-style rule with the forward pass past the line of scrimmage. A quarterback can make a forward pass as long as he's behind the line of scrimmage. Not as long as his entire body is behind, as long as any single part, it can be his toenail. Now, we still, we're still going to have those calls where it's that little margin of error, but we're going, it's going to be where it, do they gain an advantage? Yeah, I, I don't know if necessarily that is the best the best solution i don't like that version because yeah i mean maybe if you switch it and then there's time like after the because there's going to be there's going to have to be a learning period with that you know it's going to change the the way people defend the whole of the ball has to go over the line why doesn't the whole of the player have to go over that invisible line that we're creating yeah i don't know i i'm not the biggest fan of that version of it i think what needs to happen what needs to be done with VAR is they need to just have a different approach to how they look at it. It needs to they like they don't we don't like the the obsession with getting the call perfectly right all the time is in theory I like it's you know it's a noble effort, but I don't think it's actually helping the game. I think what they need to do is they need to use it as like let me look at this because it's what because VAR we always talk about it. They it's clear and obvious errors. Look at VAR, watch the video. Is it clear and obvious? If you can't make that it's decision, not, in, offside isn't involved in the clear and obvious. That's it should the be. That's, That's the, the yeah yeah because you should look at this this clip of of Mane getting the ball from Thiago, and uh, it should just be, okay, is he clearly offside? No, I don't see it. Okay, that's it. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to, like, oh, oh, the, the, we shouldn't be, like, zooming in and finding just, oh, is it, is he technically offside? Let's zoom in on the shoulder right there. Oh, it looks like a little bit of that shirt is over. No, that's not, just look at it. Just say, is it, is he clearly offside? Has there a, been a clear mistake? Has a clear mistake been made? I think that... No, okay, fine. That's it. We're going to leave the call. I think that it, makes it more of a gray area than... With, with So we're using the technology, and we're not going to go back to not using the technology, which I think is probably the best the best route. Um, but we're using the technology, and I think that just still leaves it in such a gray area. 
I think, I think. Listen, I even if they're drawing the lines in the way I'm proposing it, if they're drawing the lines, it's still you can argue that with th- those lines, if it's even if it's close, you okay. But look, the player is fully passed and the line is closed, and it, I, we're gonna call it offside because that player is gaining an advantage, and that's what the rule is for, and that's why I think that's the way that it should be. And like I said, the ball has to be fully over the line. The player should have to be fully over the the that invisible line that exists for the offside trap. It will change the way that we defend. I think the, the offside trap will change. It'll make you kind of... It, it'll make them defend more instead of going for the offside trap. And I don't think that's bad. I don't think that... The, I don't think that the consequences of that are are as bad as um, just adding more of a question mark to it because it because then still it, you know it's it's different referees each week that are doing the the VAR checks and it still leaves it up to their interpretation if there's not a set rule for it yeah I mean I th- there's a set rule now and it blows yeah I mean I'm like I'm so fine I get it. I'm fine with any with some sort of gray area. A little bit. As long as it's just like, we're not like, let's not try and get it perfect. Like, let's, if there's human error in it, it's fine. It's no different than it was before this stuff. Where, like, a linesman would make an offside call, and he'd be wrong, but he'd call it offside, and you'd look back on it and be like, oh, man, that was annoying. But, like, that they're not perfect. Whatever, it happens. You move on. You know, like, or, oh, this guy scored a winner, but, or an equal, a huge equalizer in the 95th minute. But guess what? He was offside and they missed it. It happens. It happens. It happens in sports. They miss calls. I don't I'd I'd rather it be like that and feel more natural than the whole thing where it's like oh, let's let's we have this to make it perfect and we're still mismanaging it because it's the English it's the FA the English FA. Yeah, uh, they're, they're not good. They're not. They're not. And it should be said they're a corporation. Yeah, they are a corporation, <laughs> and we hate corporations. At the end of the day, it's a two-two draw in the Merseyside Derby, and we've gone over twenty minutes on this game alone, and there's still a lot to get to. So let's. Uh, we haven't even talked about the game. We haven't even talked about the I know, one thing. That's, I do, that's a problem that yeah that is I created want, by this. I I do want to say, and as much as <sighs> what I guess Liverpool in this game. It sounds like I, I'm looking at your face. It sounds like this is going to be a bit. We'll see. No, no, I promise not. Okay. As, 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 as much went against Liverpool, you know, with the Van Dyke uh, incident and the offside, which we're just finished getting into, um, I think it's still important to, to that we're, I, I'm impressed with Everton. Mm-hmm. You know, Everton, where they're at, top of the table, you know, they've never won the Mersey, they haven't won the Merseyside Derby in a decade. So, like, yeah. is this the year? I don't think it is. Like, they might end up losing at Anfield or drawing at Anfield. But right now, where they're at, this result keeps them in first place. Yeah. They're top of the table, and this is their biggest challenge yet. And they didn't allow Liverpool, a team who many think are the favorite, were the favorites coming into the season. I think their stock is down now. I don't want to keep, like, week to week bringing up the same teams. But Liverpool, especially with the Van Dyke injury... It's their stock's be. down. It's got to it's, be. It's got to be. Their, their stock is down this this week because of that. Yeah. Like, they're now, I think, they have the great attack. They, they're 
you know, great attacking sides. But they have the two main reasons why they have been able to win So in recent years is because of Alisson and Van Dijk, as yeah. good as their attacking players have been. Because those attacking players were there and they weren't winning like they right. like they are until those they got those guys, two guys. Yeah. And right now they're both out. It, they're it's, both out. It's bad. Now they now they should be worried about top four. Yeah, like they've got because they, there's so many teams. There's so much going on in this league. You have and even now like who knows how long Aston Villa are going to be in the mix. I I like. Now that after Leicester had happened, after the Leicester season, it, it I'm wary to be like, oh, it's Aston Villa, they're gonna drop. Don't worry, they keep winning and they keep yeah. beating good teams. So like yeah. they might be in and around this for a little bit. Um, they, and Everton are up there, you know, up in the top four. We expect them to be challenged for the top six every year. They don't necessarily do that, but now they've surpassed that, and now we're talking about them challenging for top four and maybe the title. Yeah, there's so much going on. Tottenham are better this year. Arsenal are better this year. Liverpool Arsenal have not to be. Yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool are gonna have to. Their, their stocks now. They're not thinking first and second. I don't think in a couple in a couple weeks time we're we're talking about where they're at in the table and if they can finish top four and salvage what might be a. It's it's a tough. It's gonna be a tough. Uh, yeah. Title defense they, with with everything going on for them. They but, should be taking six points out of their next two games. They have Sheffield and they have uh, West Ham. Now West Ham are looking like they can play some football right now, but not for a ninety minute period. Um, and then after that, it's away to Man City. That is going to be very interesting on November the seventh. Um, so. Um, and I'm sure we'll all be in a great mental state on November the 7th, given the U.S. election is November the 3rd, baby. Um, whew, a lot lot to go through. But like I said, West Ham, they're playing football. Not 90 minutes, maybe not even 10. Hey, they've gone three games without losing. They have. They're down in the 16th minute to Spurs, 3-0. Sun in the first minute, Kane in the 8th and 16th. Um, Which those two are playing excellent, linking right up now. very well together. And yeah. what was the stat for Kane? Kane um, has the most goal contributions through five matches in Premier League history. Twelve goal contributions in five matches. Wow! I believe it's like, is it five goals and seven assists or something of that sort? Whatever it is, the two numbers equal twelve. I know that much. My stats good. So, 16th minute, they're up 3-0, and you're like, okay, if you're a West Ham fan, you turn this one off, you just, you go about your day. 82nd minute, Balbuena, Balbuena? Balbuena. Balbuena. It is Balbuena. It sounds like they say Balbuena, let's be honest. Balbuena, 82nd minute, Devin Sanchez, own goal in the 85th, and now it's dicey. Mm-hmm. What a fucking strike from Lanzini. What a fucking hit in the 94th minute. Pardon my, pardon my French. Holy well, yeah, we should bring up the shit. We should bring up the, the tweet that Declan Rice quoted. Yes. Um, someone said, uh, we bring on Todd. We bring on uh, Bale. Bale. You bring on Lanzini. Yeah. Age well, <laughs> fams. Yeah. Yikes. 
Uh, man, that's the like what a uh, bad, not good. That what's tweet, that? Oh, that yeah. tweet. Um, yeah, the the what a nightmare for a because that's a special moment for Gareth Bale. Yeah, he's got he was gone for what six years. Yeah, comes it, back. It's his second debut. They're up three 0 Bring him on. Okay, maybe a whole whole ad and goal. all. Yeah, and he almost did. Uh, yeah, he's on for ten minutes, and then they score. Then West Ham score, so he's on for he gets, he's on for twenty twenty two minutes overall, and it's just a three goal collapse. Yeah, it's just fucking atrocious, man. It is just so so um, so bad. Um, and but yeah, like and. It's, I went back and I watched the extended highlights. I wanted to watch just like from the point, like in that game, like the replay, but there, there wasn't anything on the NBC app uh, in English. So, because I wanted to get the Peter Drury call. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like Kane almost makes it 4 0 with the with a great strike that goes out off the outside of the post. But, like, the sense when that missed was like, oh man, that would have been a great goal. But, like, Tottenham are fine. Yeah, they're they're good. good. No big yeah. deal. But, but that you know, you get that goal and it was three one. It's like oh, it might be too late. Consolation goal. But then once the mistake comes in, you know, it's t- whether it's lazy defending, tired, it's tired defending from yeah. Sanchez. You know, like going for that that header. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I don't think it would have been put in had he not touched it because I think the rest of the line had defended pretty well and guys weren't going to get in uh, in time to meet that cross. But now it's 3-2, and there's, what, 10 minutes to go, including stop, like, 10 minutes with the count, counting for stoppage time. Yeah, it's uh, just... So, and yeah, then we, just, we were on the phone when this happened, and it... Um, it was, I get, yeah, because... You, you I, said 3-3, and I was like... Yeah, you're, this is the second time we're... You're yeah. fucking lying, obviously. Yeah. There's um, no way you're telling me the truth. Yeah, because so I was 3-0, Gareth Bale comes on. I was like, oh, I'm going to go check. Maybe I'll put the game on. And I'm looking, and it said full-time, 3-3. And I was like, no way. Uh, I think it's the first time since, like, 2003 that Spurs have uh, not won the game when they were up by three goals or more. Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed There was a lot of tweets um, that I was seeing that people from, like, Chelsea Twitter were retweeting. It was like, yeah, like, this is – Lampard should take notes. This is what it, like – well, Mourinho's dealing with, like, his talent, you know? We're going like, to win the league, bro. Yeah, or, like, Tottenham or what Chelsea think they are. Yeah. And it, it just didn't age well. First 16 minutes, 3-0 Tottenham. Final eight minutes, three goals for West Ham. Uh, Tottenham or what, what Chelsea think they are? So, Chelsea, um, they made it to 3-3. a cup final last year. Obviously, they didn't win. The year before, they won the Europa League. The year before, they won... Uh, Two years before they won the title, like a year yeah, before I that, think it they was won like, the title. Yeah. Like, it, it was mostly like what this project is. Like, but I guess, it's like because like, those two teams brought in probably the best players. Yeah, I guess. And, um, and listen, Spurs still they they're still a good team. Like this is a this isn't a loss of because their players aren't good enough. This is more of a loss because, um, like you said, the the mental toughness they just didn't have it. To, to see this, out this game. And this it, this has been a weird season with yeah. that. You know, whether not having fans in stadiums is a, is a big part of it. Um, 
and it's it's just been like because the defense 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 and and the Premier League stock down, stock way fucking down, man. But and I, I will I'm say, here for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm here for it. So I'm gonna go with a stock up as well. Just the Premier League this season, stock up. Like yeah. we're not. This isn't gonna be a season where we have two teams running away with it. Being and 20 even points if it is clear, it's not going to be Liverpool and Man City right. that are running it's away. It's just with. yeah, it's it's going to be Villa and Everton. It's yeah. like a chaotic season. Fucking inject it, man. Yeah. So like, the, just everything is happening. It's crazy. Like you know, you like I remember like after the the Chelsea game, people were miserable and was like, oh my gosh, like what's like, look at the table. We're fine. Tottenham, yeah. they're fine. Arsenal have lost two games this season already. Fine. You're yeah, fine. It's okay. You're at nine points. Because you're, you know, last season at nine points, you were you were Liverpool at fifteen through five. Yeah. So you were you were already fucked. Yeah, you're we're, you're one point off the Leicester and Arsenal. Leicester who have had who struggled the past couple games. Yeah. And the two losses lost in a row. The last two. And they play next weekend. That's gonna be that's yeah. gonna be a good one. They're one yeah, they're one point off Liverpool. You know, we're yeah. you Chelsea even three, Liverpool, three who were saying top four is what they could be fighting for, they're still only three points off the top. Yeah, I think the like, biggest thing, Aston Villa, they've only they didn't play that first week, remember? So they've only played four matches, and they have won all four. So yeah, they they're a point off the top with a game in hand. I know, and like it's Tottenham absurd. and Chelsea, three three draws in games they shouldn't have lost or yeah. they shouldn't have lost the points. Uh, Both with multiple goal leads, and they yeah. end up with a three-three yeah. draw. One, one worse oh, than no. the other, but both not good. Both not good. What's happening? Yeah, they have eight points. You're four points off of. You know, you're five. You're only five points off Everton, yeah. who are first, and you know this isn't as good as Everton are, as good as Villa are. I don't foresee them being the type of teams that are going to run away with it the way Liverpool and Man City have done in recent years. So it's still all to play. For here, Spurs. Uh, Spurs will have their chance to rebound uh, against Burnley next week on on Monday, October the twenty sixth. So they are, that is the final game of that match week. So we'll we'll I very much expect them to be just fine there. Burnley not looking great. Of course, they're in action tonight. Burnley um, or later today against. Yeah, there's two games today, I believe. Actually, in, right? in a half hour uh, or yeah, forty minutes have... against West Brom. So. Um, We'll see if they can pick up points. If they can't pick up points against West Brom, might as well not even fucking show up next next Monday. That's mm. feel bad for Burnley. Got to play two straight Monday night games. Awful, just awful. I feel like that's where they. I feel like that's where they. It's where belong. they belong because that's where football is. Burnley most boring. Um, yeah, Burnley. Are the, yeah, Burnley. Yeah, it's still uh, still waiting on Burnley to sort of show me something. Except like yeah. oh, every, every I'm like oh like are they stock up stock down? I don't know. They're I mean they're bottom. They're way bottom, so I mean, I. But I can't like they're just, them and Sheffield. I don't know. I feel like them and Sheffield. Like I'm just expecting them to do better, but just it hasn't hasn't happened yet. We haven't seen a sign of it yet. Like even Fulham and West Brom got points. West Brom got points against a big six club. Yeah. It's just still not, bad. Not, it makes sense. Um, like we said, there is a second three three draw. We'll get to that, but real quick, let's take uh, an ad break and. We'll talk Chelsea and Southampton right after. 
Enjoying Footy You Do? If you're a fan of Zach and Jared's, you're going to love another Iltoe production, Banana Land. Each week, we'll talk about socially dystopian topics that are sure to get you talking. Topics like the Mandela Effect, what your tombstone will say, or even the origins of mankind. There's something for everyone. Sounds interesting, right? Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and stream wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you enjoy forms of entertainment that usually take 90 to 120 minutes to complete? Do you expect that time frame to include moments of sheer drama, utter heartbreak, or end-to-end action? No, we're not talking about the 2017 FA Cup Final. We're talking about the movies. On Cue the Banter, Jared and I talk about our favorite movies and try to get each other to watch those movies. And we try to convince you to watch those movies as well. Add them to your queue and let the banter ensue. Cue the banter, an Ilto 8 podcast. Welcome back. You ever uh, think about how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? No. Okay. Because Chelsea. it's different. People got different tongues. Um, Ooh, before we different. get into Chelsea Southampton, let's talk about different tongues, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, are we sponsored by uh, Tootsie Pops? I don't think so. Nope. Nope. We're sponsored by Tongues. <sighs> Fuck. This episode is brought to you by Tongues. This one, this one's you got don't... The big, that E next to it on Anchor. You, you don't... Big explicit uh, warning. <laughs> you don't realize or know why... But every surface that you look at, you know if you were to lick it, what it would feel like on your tongue. Yeah, for the most part, it's this. this that's a banana land episode. We, I could uh, be driving on the parkway and look at the guardrail and think, if I lick that, I'd know what I'd be getting. I geez. know what I'd be getting. Chelsea Southampton, a three-three draw. Chelsea up two-nil. Timo Werner with his first two Premier League goals, the second of which was just. I'm torn between was this an incredible uh, goal and just him being persistent, or was like Southampton? What are you doing? It's a little rough on both sides. I think I I just think he's so quick and so hard to handle, Uh, and that little dink over the keeper was Mm -hmm. was excellent from him. Uh, There's aspects of it that were very good, but there's also you you look at that and you think if you're Southampton, if you're Ralph Hashenhuddle, you're saying to your guys, we should be doing better. Yeah, of course. Um, um, but he looked, I mean, he looked absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Both goals. Yeah. Even that, that little turn that he had, uh, and then to, you know, keep his composure in the box, dribbling around the players to, to get that shot away. Uh, very exciting to see. Uh, I stock up my, my fantasy team. I captained Werner this week. Uh I just had a feeling he was going to get off the mark against Southampton. And he added an assist, too, to, for that third goal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, mistake at the back for both of these goals, really. Um, one more, much clearer than the other. But um, they don't really cover themselves in glory with the Danny Ings goal right before the break in the 43rd minute. No, uh, you know, Havertz was shrugged off. Yeah, he, he, dribbles, he dribbles out of some trouble. Into and, some different trouble. Into, into some more trouble, and the, the center backs don't really cover him very well yeah. either. Um, you know, but he said after the game, you know, the game, and his was big because it changed the game. Yeah. You, you go in at halftime up 2 0, it's a whole different thing than Southampton, who really hadn't played in 
they hadn't really gotten into the game all that well up until that point, get that moment, and now they have a chance. They have a lifeline. Uh, and, you know, it left Chelsea coming, it left them flat coming out the second yeah. half. And so it it just totally changed the game, yeah. brought Southampton back into it, and allowed for those other moments to happen. And then, of course, there, the, the, the um, Zuma back pass, which, you know, the second goal. And then if you see him tracking back, and he's just walking, like looking at his guys to cl- get rid of it. And then the ball, if, if he's running in that situation, the ball falls to probably where he should be, and he at least has a chance to put a block in, if not to clear it away. Um, yeah. So that's not great. It's he he made made the mistake and then gave up on making it any better, and it's right. a fucking scramble. Now you had texted me like seconds before, saying mm-hmm. that because uh, Kepa started with uh, Mendy not fit, um, and you said I don't know if I should be what happy that Kepa hasn't I- made any mistakes or if I should be fearful because the mistake hasn't happened yet. And then almost immediately, this goal. The, the Literally goal right after Chad. Adams. Uh, and it wasn't like, look, if Zuma doesn't make that pass, it does, uh, if Zuma clears the ball better than that, it doesn't happen. Yeah. But, but, but it happens, so he makes that pass, and then I see Kepa come out, like, okay, Kepa, Kepa's got it. And, and as a keeper, which which is crazy... You're you're usually gonna get the benefit of the doubt if you and he got he got there soon enough. It wasn't like he was late to it and you know it was dribbled around. Like he if he just dives on that ball and he gets kicked, yeah. they might get they might call a foul against the attacker. Yeah. Now um, Keppa's not a stock up or a stock down. Keppa is stock staying right the fuck at rock bottom. Here's what I'll exactly here's what he here's what I'll say about stock up, stock down. The chance to salvage the Kepa situation is stocked down. There was still a chance. I yeah. think with as bad as he had been, you know, he had a decent international break. Um, so I and I wanted him to start improving his confidence up. So I'm not gonna be like, oh, he should have played Caballero. He should. I mean, he should have played Caballero. But I'm not gonna be like, I was. I was kind of thinking, okay, play Kepa. He gets a good performance. We start to build his stock up again. Uh, it's a que- honestly, I think it, it is a questionable decision from Lampard. Not you know, give, okay, he had a good international break, but listen, he showed in the Premier League what he is. Whether it was this season, whether it was last season, he sh- he's given us a real good sample of what he is. Now, Willie Caballero hasn't exactly um, been outstanding, but he sure hands at the back for sure. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, I wonder how much goes into it. Oh, we spent this much money on him. We need to play him, get his confidence back up so that we can actually sell him or loan him somewhere. Yeah, that's the problem Uh, you get into when you start to make business decisions for for the on-field match. You know, when you take into consideration, well, we paid this much for this guy, but he's not performing as well as the other guy, but we're going to play the guy that we paid more for. Because yeah, and and, and it, I get I get it. There's an aspect. There's so many different elements that go into team mm-hmm. selection and whatnot. Um, but and also the, it's, it's just it, questionable. And you and then, see, he could be you could they could be seeing something in. Tra- there's always the element of oh we could be seeing something in training that we're just yeah yeah uh, listen yeah Frank missing, Lampard but. is watching all three goalkeepers train week in mm-hmm. week out. So he he does know more than we do. But also, some guys train better than they play. Um, yeah. 
and and that's it's, just right it. now he's in just a he's in a mental hole. Yeah, there he's uh, got absolutely it's, no no confidence in between the sticks. Yeah, because I mean he had a de- his first season with Chelsea wasn't the best, but he had a decent season in his first first year under Sarri. Uh, last year turned into sort of a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were part, there were parts of his time at Chelsea where I was confident about his his goalkeeping, and now it's just. And, and you can make the argument, oh, did they give him one too many chances, or too, too like ha, have they been trying it for too long? Whether that's the case or not, this is the the final chance. Yeah. I think. I think after this, I, there's there's no way back. I think, unfortunately, I think if it's 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 got to be Mendy or Caballero. Now, do you see? When Mendy is fit, whether that's this week or whether it's in a couple of weeks, um, I don't know what exactly the problem was that he had. Um, but when when he's fit, is it Kepper or is it Willie on the bench? Because we're gonna get into that. We're going to get back into that business decision of it's, the aspect no, of it's, money. It, no, it's, it should be it, Willie. It's Willie. It's got to be Willie. Get you know, kept just. Get him out of the. Get Kepa out of there, out of the firing line, out of you know, like let's. But you, but you got like I think it's important to be open with the player. Like look, have him, you know, have him train. Yeah. But like he's not a part of the plans. Yeah. You you need to find a new club in January. You, yeah. Whether it's a loan with an option to buy or ch- which would be, your first choice would be a total sale. Not sure you're going to get it midseason, given right. his form. Your second option would be a loan with an option to buy or a, an obligation if he plays a certain amount of matches. Mm-hmm. Still watching this player, not confident. Um, no, and the bigger and what, what's a, a bigger just a straight issue? Up loan to yeah. the end of the season would be would be your last choice, but you would it's cert- that's better than him remaining there. Yeah, and what's a yeah? It's not good for anybody. And a bigger issue about the Kepa thing is his center backs aren't confident. No. playing with him. No, you could so see they're gonna where make decisions that they're not going to. They're they're not going to play the same way they would had yeah. had they had a keeper that they trusted behind them. So they're yeah. going to play themselves into tougher situations. Kind of like let's go back to the Liverpool game. I don't know if Christensen if Christensen's more confident in his keeper. Does he make that challenge yeah. and get sent off? You know what I mean? Like there's so many different things, and it's hard to you know tell in the moment thought process like that but they're definitely playing differently because they are they don't trust the guy they're they're protecting and you could see i don't remember what stage it was what the score line was but a ball's played into the box at by southampton and there's no attacker on the end of it and it's kind of just rolling slowly into the box with kurt zuma there and he turns around because he's kind of just ushering the ball to keppa and keppa hasn't even came off his line yet and he's looking at him like um I texted you right when I saw it. He's like, dude, come on. Like, listen, you're not the greatest shot stopper in the world. You're not a commander on the back line. You make fucking mistakes. You can't even do the simplest things. The the undeniable qualities that you need to to be given the chance, you're not even completing those. And it's, Right, and it's I think just that's just because he's... he's he was that's very, confidence. He's, yeah, it's all... And, that, and that's what is the biggest detriment to him right now because he is a he he is a good keeper on the ball yeah he can pass the ball pretty well you know like you said he's not the tallest he's not the he's not going to be the best shot stopper he's had moments where he makes some good you know double saves you know triple saves i've seen him make where he's able to get up and move pretty pretty well he passes the ball pretty well Mm -hmm. 
but he does he doesn't command his area very well. He doesn't command the back line very well. And now with the confidence, he doesn't even know when to make the right to come out and you know gather it and and make the right pass. We had the the mistake against Liverpool, where he makes that pass that Mane takes and puts right in. Mm-hmm. He's he's so even even the parts of his game that he's better at, and even the parts he's not as good at are now worse off because he just doesn't have yeah, the confidence. He just doesn't have it now, uh, and doesn't have the trust. Yeah. Um, which which is very much earned, um, and yeah, he and has not earned it. He hasn't earned it. And as good as Lampard is in the press talking about his players, as good as he might be with the players themselves, Kepa's not dumb. Like, no. we can look at the situation. They brought in Mendy. They didn't know, bring in like, Mendy to sit behind Kepa. Right. Yeah, you know, like, they have Caballero. Caballero's, like, Frank will play Caballero the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. Where Chelsea need to win, yeah, you know, like he's That's... gonna know what. And look, these guys have the internet. They go on and they see what people are saying about them, uh, you know. And it's been pretty toxic around Kepa, you know. Like, like it. There's so much going on. It's just I think he needs to go back, you know, to Spain, no. go back home, go back get comfortable to Spain there, where, where he wasn't really performing all that well with. With, I think that's the thing here. This is this is a scouting issue from, it, all in all, it's a scouting issue from from Chelsea. Whoever it was, whether it was a manager that was in charge, whoever said, Kepa, is the guy that's going to transform our back line, and he's going to be the guy that we need to bring in to replace Tebow. They got it wrong because he wasn't performing well for he wasn't performing all that well for Atletico. Shot stopping, he was towards the bottom of the league in La Liga when he was there. Now, there might have been other aspects of his game that, that showed that um, he could improve on that, but he was not making saves that he was expected to make even before this, even before he became the most expensive keeper in the world. Now, um, mm-hmm. Southampton were on top in this second half um, for the first 15 minutes. They get that goal in the 15th, 57th, and then they still attack. They get forward again, but a fucking brilliant part of my friends part of my friends brilliant counterattack from Chelsea that mm-hmm. uh Timo Werner gets his assist Kai Havertz gets his first Premier League goal two minutes after they concede the equalizer so three two and now you think from here okay you, you've got yeah, it yeah. you got it let's push on let's make sure we're we're comfortable let's make sure we're compact let's not let them in and he almost they got really, that. Yeah, he they almost really got needed that. that. They really needed just another goal to be like, all right, the game's over. Yeah. You know, they 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 sort of got back down to business after uh, conceding, which is good to see. It's good to, you know, like, that that sort of mentality, but it needs to be just that much more. Uh, that, you know, or, they yeah. weren't very organized defensively overall. Uh, you know, and a, and a mistake to give up. A free kick there, mm-hmm. which led to that. Who that who moment. was it that gave up the free kick? Do you? Uh, I don't remember okay. exactly, um. but um, and you know they need to they still need to figure out what their best m- midfield is. Yeah. Obviously, I think it was huge not having Mendy, and I don't know if if Zuma makes that mistake if he's got Thiago Silva in his ear. Uh, you know he. That back line still has to be figured out with the Christian playing Christian. I, I would have preferred them to play Tamori over Christensen because I think just Tamori, while they're both young, 
Tamori and Zuma have been a, a decent uh, partnership at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that he's got to be played there instead if uh, if uh, Thiago Silva isn't available. Um, and, you but know, the Vestergaard scores in the 92nd minute. He's assisted by none other than struggled Dominic Calvert-Lewin with the fucking right. man, man bun Fio. Um, yeah. And he also got ahead. He got into a dangerous area late and took a shot. And of yeah, course, oh, yeah, you it was, it was, you're going to lose this game. Yeah, it was... You were lucky that uh, it was Theo that was the one that was taking that shot and not, say, yeah. like Danny Eggs. But, um, no, yeah. Overall, yeah, it was, a rough, it was a rough game. The thing is, I don't know, for whatever reason, I didn't feel super, like, I, la- I kind of laughed at the equalizer and I was disappointed, but I, I wasn't, like, super furious or, like, feeling sorts of dread after the game for whatever reason. I don't, I, I just think, like, we haven't seen this team fully together yet like ZH yeah. barely played um, I was I, I liked even though Pulisic was on the right where I prefer him on the left like he linked up well with Werner before that that Havertz goal there's things that I'm excited about things that I still think they need to work on in terms of figuring out that defensive shape and the in the midfield what the best midfield uh, setup is because yeah. I really I, I, they, they they're missing that they're still missing that one piece of a proper defensive midfielder as good as Conte is as a as he, that he doesn't he's not a player that sits back no he sort yeah, of goes he, he everywhere just hasn't been using that cleans. role since well, no, Antonio but Conte all, left right but he's also not even even when he was playing with Con, even when played for Conte for the most part he played with Matic yeah who Matic doesn't go forward as much Conte sort of just goes everywhere and cleans up everywhere he yeah. doesn't sit back and stay on the back line and he doesn't him and Jorginho, he acts more of like the anchor while, you know, Conte is more of that midfield sweeper. Yeah, he's just, he he doesn't have that defensive. He can't cover that back line. And sometimes the midfielders, even when it's like Kovacic and Conte, you know, they're they're both going forward and they're not on the same page. Someone needs to stay back. And they haven't really figured that out yet. They, They need a player... Whether it's like whether they finally get you know they keep going for Declan Rice, I think they'll end up getting Declan Rice. Whether it's in probably not January because West Ham are playing really good, yeah. Um, but perhaps maybe and, next and summer. And his or fee would probably be a bit inflated midway through yeah. the season. Yeah. Um, so probably maybe like next summer they're going to push hard. He'll be their number one target, and they're going to go for him. Yeah. Uh, or you know whether they bring Ethan Ampadu back, and they're like, hey, we want you to be that 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 midfield player yeah now um uh, i just think that's that's something that they're missing and i need that those are the things that i'm worried about need them to figure out but again it's just like i haven't seen this team play with their best 11 for a couple matches on the trot so like mm-hmm. we'll see how things and plus they're still close to the top so like i don't know i haven't i'm maybe i'm being a little bit uh too positive on it that i haven't given them a stock down uh rating yet but but I'm still generally hopeful that, that that they'll be fine. They spent a lot of money. They brought a lot of new players in. It takes a little while to mesh together. We didn't have a regular preseason, um, and that plays a big role. Um, yeah. So I think they'll they'll end up getting it right. But um, you just kind of kind of have to find the right formula. Now, yeah. uh, Man City host Arsenal at the Etihad. 
um, and they get a 1-0 win. Raheem Sterling in the 23rd minute, the only goal in the game. 1-0 is an improvement on the 3-0 that happened last time around with the David Luiz, uh, the David Luiz game. Um, that's a weird It's a weird way to look at it, <laughs> but, uh, considering no, no, I you, know. just, you beat them last time you played them. Yeah, I know, but um, I think Mikel Arteta overthought this game. I really do. Um, and... It took Where us exactly too long. Do, you, do you think that he overthought it? In what areas? Uh, like how so? The front three was Willian, Pepe, and Aubameyang. And, oh, that was yeah. That was, and Willian played center forward. That yeah, that that was weird because why not? Like you have Aubameyang. I know Aubameyang. He's has been, been playing on the left no matter what, and it just do, it right, doesn't make any sense. He's like a, um, he's a striker, and Willian's a winger. And a, if if you're gonna play him on the left, you have to play either. Eddie Nketiah or Alex Lacazette, even though maybe they're not in the greatest of form. Um, although Lacazette Willian, actually has had a pretty good start to the season. Willian, this was the Willian. I don't want to be dramatic. Over. I don't want to be dramatic. He did. He was on the pitch for sixty nine minutes. We might as well have played with ten men. But like we're the, the team is working but against themselves. So that's what happens when you play a yeah. player. Like the, even there's been times when. Chelsea, like, I think Chelsea did this against City where they played, were either Sarri or, this was like the Hazard false nine. Yeah. Which I totally forgot about. And now, like, oh my God. Like, even oh, then, wait. even when it's, like, a player like Hazard, like, when you play them like that and they're so isolated and they can't do anything, it is like playing like ten, with 10 men. It's not yeah. necessarily always, like, it, it could be down a little bit to the player, but also sometimes the system just is working against them, so it's yeah. like hard to totally knock them. And I can't, like, I genuinely can't tell you one good thing that William did while he was on the pitch. Now, the bright, um, the bright spot of this game was Bukayo Saka. I thought he was very good. Um, City really didn't know how to handle him, but they didn't have to deal with handling that often because his teammates just weren't getting the ball. I mean, there was a couple link-ups between him and Ceballos. Um, but you know, there's a there's a point where Saka is attacking in space down the left hand side, and to the outside of him is Aubameyang. That's not mm. useful. He needs now he's gone three games Aubameyang without a goal, hasn't scored since he signed the contract, and that's not a worry. Players go through these slumps to, to say to even call it a slump after not scoring in three games for a center forward. It, it shows that they're someone who you expect to be scoring not because just the position they play, but because they are a top-quality player. Now, right, I, like I said, I just think... that he's also playing on the yeah, wing now. They're, so like they're, oh, it was just overthinking it um, mm-hmm. to the max. And I think even Pep Guardiola was overthinking the match, but he ended up on top. Like, you know, with they City are a much different team without Kevin De Bruyne. They are not nearly as dangerous of a, dangerous of a team. Um, still a very good team. But they don't have a guy that sits between the lines and controls the tempo of the game, controls every single transition like Kevin De Bruyne does. Um, and I know he's a number 10, but he he can start moves from deep and really, you know, get runners onto the ball it just from, from anywhere. Um, yeah. And... Like they I also, said. I mean, they also like they don't have David Silva anymore either. No, like like the, Arsenal, like, Phil Foden played a huge part in the goal. His shot, Leno saved. It falls to Sterling, who 
puts home in basically an empty net. Um, Gabrielle was back, but he had no chance to get to the to the shot. So um, Hector Bellerin doesn't cover himself in glory in the goal. Um, like I said, he he's looking, he's getting back to his best going forward, but he's still not looking as sharp going back. And long term injuries can have that effect. And he's but he's definitely looking better this season than he was the entirety of last. Um, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I think. So, I mean, look, there's there's some positives to look at with with Arsenal start to the season. There's certainly this isn't the team that we've been talking about the past couple of years, where it's like they're going up against the Liverpool or Man City, they're going to get hammered four yeah. 0 Yeah, and like keep uh, in mind, five games in, they've lost two at Anfield, at the Etihad, right? And they were in right. both games. They in lost three one at the Etihad. The third goal wasn't till late, so they were still in it. This game, they were in it all the way. But it, yeah, it just I think it, it's just, it took them a little too long to push on. Yeah, I think they just right now where the way I see Arsenal because I think Arteta has has they're nice and compact. They their their shape is is strong, uh, better than recent years where they kind of just seem like oh they play some some nice looking football, but defensively they're just kind of a wreck against these big clubs at times. I just think. Overall, in terms of overall, they just leave a little bit to be desired. Yeah, you know, like they're they're a little bit better defensively. That partnership, you know, uh, Gabriel and is it always him and Louise? Or I saw somewhere that Holding was going to play, but he got it. He got like a knock or something, and then they brought Louise in. I don't know what the normal partnership is for them, but it's it's seeming to be doing doing enough. Yeah, but overall, you know, you know, next week, next week against Leicester will be a a pretty yeah, good we'll measurement yeah. because both teams they're both on nine points. Um, it's two losses in a row for Leicester. It's two and three for Arsenal. So we'll neither right, of them, and it's Arsenal have beaten the teams that they should have beaten, and they've lost to the teams you'd expect them to lose for. Yeah, so now like this too. so like now the Leicester one, we're gonna kind of see. Watch, they'll tell us that. It'll, it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a draw. draw. Yeah. It'll be a draw. Not, no once idea. you started to say it, yeah. yeah. Um, we learned nothing. We're but, learned, yeah, but yeah, just something a, a little bit like, they're not like, oh, this team is just inconsistent. They're more consistent, but it's just, are they good enough? Yeah. Now, which, you know, they're in and around the, the that top force. So they're going to be challenging for it. It's just going to be a matter of if they have the, the quality to, to hold on and. It looked like that spot. it looked like Leicester were going to get a draw this week, but they lose one nil to Aston Villa. Four wins and four for Villa. Ross Barkley, Player of the Year, ninety first minute goal. Um, although the the man of the match, according to the Premier League website, Emmy Martinez. Emmy, that's got to be yeah, it's going to be the best. Player. Best. You don't you score? I mean, you either give it to the guy who scores the ninety of the what ninety plus. Yeah, 90, or, 91st minute like goal for the guy. They had already decided. Yeah, it was zero. It was no. It was already, they had already decided. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, just a, it an incredible start for Aston Villa. A goal differential of ten. Of course, they scored seven against Liverpool. So, they, they half of it comes from that game. But, um, the best defensive record in the Premier League belongs to Aston Villa. Two goals allowed in four games. And I will say the second best defensive record in the Premier League belongs to Arsenal and Berlano. Uh, but that's six goals allowed. Um, but the the two keepers that they were deciding on uh, 
for the season, Arsenal uh, are the the two best so far. This this yeah. I, I'm I'm loving the story for for Villa. I'm loving watching them and Everton, teams that we're not usually seeing at the top. Well, um, yeah, and the Villa well. thing, the Villa thing is it's very similar to the Leicester thing a couple years ago because Leicester like had a great escape, yep. just made it, and then they won the next year, which yeah. Villa was the the same way. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, it's good they they brought the right types of players in. Uh, it's really starting to gel, and yeah, like I think Barkley. Barkley coming into that side, bring you know a player with a lot of Premier League experience to play alongside Jack Grealish. That's just going to be an exciting, exciting, exciting like partnership to sort of just see uh, blossom for them. And uh-huh. yeah, like you said, defensively they're they're solid. That's that's the key. That is the key. Like uh, you know, I'm thinking of like how like Villa they're they're not slipping up at all. Whereas you look at these big teams who have like. Chelsea has those defensive holes, even though they have those great players up top. Like, like, it's it's so important to have a, a strong defense and you know consistency there. Yeah, it's Villa showing it, and yeah, they're one point back and game in hand. Game in hand. We'll, game in hand. We'll see what they do with it. Now, uh, we'll finish on this one. United end up winning four one, but that scoreline flatters them. Uh, a hell of a lot. Uh, two <laughs> second minute on goal from Luke Shaw, and you're thinking we're 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 we really doing this? Yeah, <laughs> like <Ollie> out. <laughs> um, yeah, rough. Um, Harry Maguire equalizes in the 23rd. I believe Bruno misses a penalty at some point in this match. I did not catch he's, it. He he scored an open play, but it got he did, taken yeah. away from VAR. Um, but then he ends up scoring what what was the winner in the 86th minute on a good move a really well taken goal but they listen they they win 4-1 86th 90th and 96th minute goals this game very easily could have been a draw yeah um or just a 2-1 united yeah get a late winner yeah um yeah i mean there so i didn't this game like i can't say too much on because i only saw the first like the first part of it uh you saw Luke Shaw on goal, and then you just injected so, too much into the veins. And yeah, and they just passed out. No, yeah. I saw. I mean, I, I saw at least up to McGuire's goal. Maybe the first half I watched, uh, but like what I was watching, you know, that's why like it's kind of weird to talk about because you, United ended up winning four one, thrashing them. Yeah, yeah. But like from what I saw in the first half, even if it was one one, I Newcastle looked like the better side. Mm-hmm. And certain times, and that's why I was like starting to realize, like this United team is just this is rough. Yeah. Now, uh, but hey, they look. United I, had I most of the ball. Right. Um, they took four times the amount of shots. They took twenty-eight shots. Fourteen of them were on target. They were. It, it, it does seem like you know maybe I am being a little bit harsh. It could have. It, they they were kind of relentless in the attack, at least mm-hmm. in the second half. Um, yeah. So or like, yeah, once they go down. Yeah, like, yeah. sort of, like, you push on, which, and that happened early, so, like, mm-hmm. they're going to be pushing for it. I, I saw, like, I mean, so I saw some good moments from, say, Max Man. Um, Who they just gave a new contract, but. Yeah, um, he's going to he's gonna be playing for, uh, he'll be the next Chuba Motang. He's going to yeah. be like, man of the match for Bayern uh, in a couple years. Let's, let's, yeah, not, let's be, let's, let's not fuck this. around, all right? Um, man of the match. My Chuba thing to look Mota. forward to is, can United build on this? Can they get 
can they replicate what they did to Chelsea at Old Trafford last last season? Chelsea, Manchester United, 12.30 on Saturday, 9.30 for you. Um, can they can they get some momentum at this point? Yeah. They need it. They're down in 14th with two, two wins and four. Um, obviously, they, they're one of the teams with a game in hand as well. So um, that plays a bit of a factor. Um, but can they beat this new look Chelsea team, which is not? They've had their. I the mean, up confident. until yeah, they've had their number. Yeah. Uh, recently, obviously, Chelsea got the win in the the FA Cup semifinal. But other than that, it's like United had won like three or four in a row against yeah. against Chelsea. So this will be yeah, it'll be very interesting. Um, it's going to be like eight to seven. <laughs> scoreline with both of these defenses. Yeah, given the fall, um, I would not be surprised. Yeah. Um, but that'll be that'll be the exciting that'll be the exciting match of the of the of the old weekend. Uh, well besides I mean you have your Arsenal Leicester City, which Yeah. A couple is, a couple a good one. matches for the weekend. I think Arsenal Leicester's on Sunday, right? So we'll have um some yeah, those will be good yes. both days. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Now uh, Jared's getting sleepy. His his uh, coffee's wearing off. His espresso's wearing off. So let's let's get on out of here. We've gone over an hour. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Footy Do and at Iltaweight Podcast. Same thing for Instagram, I believe. Um, like, rate, review, subscribe, whichever platforms you're listening to. Uh, if you're on Spotify, it's a nice follow button. You'll have us in your little uh, in your little podcast queue. Um, on, on Apple, it's a subscribe button. Whichever platform you you go for, hit that button so you know when the episodes come out. Jared, as always. Pardon our French. <laughs>